Hello, my lovey. I'm Mel Trumbull, here to show you how to use your resources for yourself. What? And have joy on the daily. Even if you have a craptastic background, like myself, if your upbringing was the stuff of nightmares, and maybe you manage depression, anxiety, and ADHD. Oh, enough about me, though. Here's the thing. Even with crapolini wiring, I live authentically and joyously. I spent decades in therapy, and it wasn't until I learned about changing my mindset that I worked my shiitake out. I now help you, my kindred spirit, with your mindset so that we can all rock more joy in our world and it really needs it. Welcome to ZFG Living Podcast. Hello, my lovey. We are here with the fantastic Rob Howitt, multi-book author, musician. <laughs> he, I mean, talk about all of the talents. Very happy to have you with us, Rob. And you were just telling me that not only do you publish books, both children's books, adults' books, all the books, you illustrate them, and you were you spent the past weekend being an, an interpreter as, yeah. and and uh, acting as a nineteenth-century publisher. Yep. Well, lackey of the publisher. Lackey of the publisher. Okay, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, and so you're doing all of this in Canada, right? Yes. Yeah. And Good old that, Canada. And are you do? Is that at a park or a facility? Like, where are the events that you you do that? Oh, they take place in my place of calm and peace and tranquility, which is called Lang, which is close to your heart. I know, which is called Lang Pioneer Village, and it's on the internet. You can see it there. Very Lang cool. Pioneer Village. I love it. And, and how I many also, people were there? Uh, I should think it was a corn roast. I happen to know because I was in my own, in, in the office, in the print office the whole day. Um, and people come through very in, in droves. So I'm supposed to be able to eat and have a break and a drink, but you never get a chance. Oh, that's fine. People, they just want you to tell them and talk and laugh. <laughs> well, and hear your fantastic accent. Hello. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I picked that up by accident. I blame it on my mother and father. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, where you grew up, you know, all the things. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's also nice because um, my wife and I, Bev and I, we go to um, Lang Pioneer Village in, not Lang Pioneer Village, um, Norwood uh, Fall Festival, which is the biggest farmer's uh, fall festival or any festival in uh, Ottawa, in Ontario. Sorry, I'm getting old and dozy. Um, and... Uh, she volunteers there with the with the needlework section and I'm with the art section. So I get a chance to see other people's work there and chat with people as well. It's a great event. Uh, the first opening after I'm pushing it, you know, uh -huh. the first opening after COVID, we had over 52,000 people. Wow. In three days. And our town runs it. Our volunteers run it and it our, our town is huge it's 1300 people according to the notice board that is enormous <laughs> i live outside of washington dc so i probably see 1300 people when i go to walmart <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> 
Um, well, you know a lot about history, which reminds me of the book you've just published to take a pivot. Um, so I, I feel like you just showed me this whole litany of books that you've published on Blurb. I know that your new book is published on Amazon. Um, so can you run me back through all of these amazing books? What What would you like me to do? Show your covers and, yes, and what? Yes, please. You want to know a bit about the insights? I do. Yes. Okay. I want to see the, the illustration you showed me for one with the mice. Okie doke. Um, well, let's start with that one. This is the one which I'm trying to finish if ever I can get everything done with my set of four books that hopefully will be of some use to people. So this is from this one, which is, whoops, get it the right side of the screen, which is my uh, grandchildren. And there they're sitting out near a lake watching the moon. And they stayed there a long time. So I imagine Sammy, they Kimmy and the moon for those of That's you listening. It. And it's a very well illustrated by Mr. Howitt himself showing the cutie pie kiddos sitting out in a park and looking at the moon. And Sammy and Kimmy are his grandkids. Yep. And they, of course, imagine all sorts of things about the moon. And one of the questions they ask is if the night sky is so black, how can people see? <laughs> I see the illustration <laughs> with all of the eyes looking, looking, yeah. looking. <laughs> but of course, they get uh, somewhat caught up with the moon. And uh, as we all know, the moon is completely populated by mice. Yes, this is what I wanted to see. So this is charming. It's the mice and they're in their cheese world uh, looking at the earth from up in the moon. And it's very cute. Yeah, I thought it was rather fun. And I did all this with uh, uh, with um, software. And in it are also uh, InDesign. I got it, InDesign. InDesign is the software yeah. that you used? Yes, but it's very expensive, unfortunately. Mm, but it is it does make some really cute stuff. And that prevents yeah. you from... Now, if you wanted to illustrate your children's books, would you be able to make the art and then like do a high-powered scanner or something? How does that... In a word? Yes. Okay. And now I find out. And now you I'm find cool. out. Of course, after you bought the software, naturally. Isn't yeah. that the way the world yeah. works? Yep, two years at $36 a month. Uh, well, at least, you know, it's just a little bit a month. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and also if that's what you're doing and you're spending fun time doing it, I don't think $36 a month is a lot to pay for something that brings you joy. No, and it it's uh, you can do far more with it than you can otherwise. So you're realizing more of one of your potentials. Uh, I see. Of course, we all have many potentials. And well, hey, now you're being all philosophical. Dig in, sir. Let's talk about <laughs> our potentials. Well, shall I do it? Yeah. Oh, Bricks That Build Us, book one, people. The Man Writes series of books. So this book is new. It's out on Amazon, Bricks That Build Us. The link, of course, will be in the show notes. And um, Lest anyone determine, it says, Understanding How Modern Communities Develop by Looking at Its People, Philosophies, and Reasoning by Rob Howitt. Now, let me ask you, sir, would you say this is a hopeful book? I see that our future could be very, very, very different. 
And it's one in which we have to learn to respect other people properly, not just in words, not just in woke and silly things like human rights, etc., which in there I point out only works in places where people don't really need them. So silly things like human rights, you obviously very much enjoy poking the bear, upsetting people, uh, you know, you you enjoy a turn of phrase that will raise some hackles. So tell me some more about that. Why do you well, like the, to do that? The point about human rights, I believe, is that we need to accept our responsibilities properly. And we need community to accept its responsibility to poke those people who are abusing their responsibilities. Now, if you do this, then human rights becomes just a guide in the background. Reality has taken over. Mm-hmm. And it is only through the individuals that we can achieve a better world and a better future. And that only can happen is if the individuals themselves develop the right mindset. For me, I'm very lucky. I was brought up in a Christian household. And so naturally, I learned it. Well, hang on a second. If I may, you were brought up in a loving Christian household, a Christ-like Christian household, because there are many, many Christian households that are uglier than any kind of household you'd ever want to be in. Well, if I may, therefore, hold you up on that one. They're not Christian. I agree. But I'm just saying that a lot of people, I mean, the KKK is a Christian group. No, it's not. They're extremist Christians. They consider themselves Christians. I agree with you. They're not (laughs) Christ-like. I agree with you. But it's just like um, Gandhi said, I I love your Christ. I do not like your Christians. So I just, I, I, my back straightens on any generality about any religion, because I don't think it's when you have a good loving household, it doesn't matter what religion it is at all. Or if there's not one. It's got to be the family first. If the family doesn't do it right, then. I don't think society can properly pick it up. The the individual through Mm -hmm. their character can and through developing a positive way of thinking and trying to throw away the criticism of everything and everybody around them. Now, if they can do that, they've got hope. Exactly. Um, That criticism is critical to have compassion for ourselves and for others as we're all muddling through. Yeah, that's that is the hard part. And that's the the hard work of like rewriting your subconscious. I mean, that's some brutally hard work. Yes. And you'll never do it completely because it goes beyond just what we can touch. Um, And that's why some very good people have such horrendous nightmares and fears Mm -hmm. while they're doing so much that is good and right and proper. Um, People generally talk about my rights, my life, my world. And it's totally wrong. We live in a community of people. Therefore, it is our rights, our lives, our world. And that is a complete shift in perspective of, you know, of thinking, especially in North America. It's very individualistic. Yes. As in ancient Greece. And we know what happened to them. It was a failed experiment, that democracy. And well, hi, USA. (laughs) 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 I mean, I try not to touch on the politics, but we're not doing real good. (laughs) Well, let's keep with uh, educating our minds then, because uh, uh, Durant, a famous educational writer, said that uh, democracy or the equivalent of democracy is only there 
if we realize we must educate the next generation it will only last if mm -hmm. we educate the next generation and if through our example we're educating them in totally the wrong way what hope have we exactly you know, there should be no such thing as billionaires because the money that they've got in excess i'm not talking about a well-deserved profit and a, a good standard of living great great but if they worked hard and it's their idea great but if they've just moved into an organization and they get paid huge amounts and they get paid bonuses and when they crash the system as with the banks and then the bosses get bonuses because governments bailed them out something has already gone badly wrong that money should have been given directly to the mortgage companies to pay or balance the mortgage and those people who lost their homes should still be in their homes and if they sell their homes then the money could be paid back when they die it's a it's a deeply deeply ingrained terrible system i mean you're talking i mean we brought up christ before but this is very much like flipping the the tables of the the money lenders in the temple i mean this is yep. when you have riches that are so unevenly distributed in a society and you have people who grow up malnourished without yep. you, you know the the proper nutrition they can't think straight um there was a mayor and I, I'm embarrassed to say, I can't think of the top of my head what city the mayor was of, but went on the um, the typical diet of an impoverished household and yep. was blogging about it and was being very candid. Like, I can't think clearly. I'm angry and I'm confused and yep. I'm just easily upset. Yeah. And so if you live, if you grow up and that's your normal, just like, so I grew up and fear was my normal. I did not feel safe in my world. Yes. So then I, I had to teach myself what it's like to feel secure. And you want to talk about a process that can take some freaking decades. Mm -hmm. And I'm not too humble to say I'm smart as hell. And so for me to have to figure that out and try to apply that to myself, but still see every single human that I encountered as a threat. So when you grow up and you see, and that's how you see the world, you're ready to lash out from the go. And well, so then, and that's, that. that has to do with money and with having a stable society. Yeah. 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 Well, you not going into politics, but you look at the attitude of certain people within certain political areas that they follow people who are clearly deluded and purposely deluding them. And they continue to go on and on is because they're clinging on to something that that person has nothing to do with right because they won't do a thing about it because it's about, about it. inside oh. right yeah it's inside and it's also um i think that when whenever we paint an other into our landscape right yeah you know when we when we have an other and it doesn't matter what side of the coin you're on or you know if it's a multi-faceted die you know, but if you see these other people who aren't part of you and your community, yeah. that's why I love the way you brought up using our instead of my, Yeah. you know, then those people, this is just classic warfare. I've said this before, you yeah. know, that's yeah. how you get people to be okay with killing other people Yeah. in, well, in a war zone. My wife and I were talking about this today with Prince Harry and his talk about his 
going into the fetal position and all sorts of stupidity that he indulges in himself in. We all understand it. He's been through hell and back. He was the one who decided um, very honorably, I think, to go and join people in Afghanistan and fight beside them as the heir apparent of his brother died. And it was very brave. But now I wish that he would find a different way of using that. Because at the Paralympics, there are people who have been through hell all through their life. They join the forces and then they go through a second hell. And quite honestly, his experiences do not relate to it. They, he can't relate to the things that they've been through as far as I'm concerned. And he, I think it, that's a tough call because... I think some people are blessed with an empathy and an ability to relate to others. I'm not sure. I haven't, I'm not familiar with the interviews or whatever you're talking about, but um, I think well, I was, some people can make that jump. I was going to say, but then again, I might say to myself, hold up, Robin, you're being hypercritical. This was a boy who had everything in life. He had everybody looking after every one of his needs he didn't really have to worry about a darn thing. He was secure than 99.9% .9 of the population. And suddenly he goes to hell and he has to fight his corner. And he doesn't understand this. He has no background experience. It's like poor Prince Charles being sent to Gordonston, a school which was totally opposite to his, uh, his behavior pattern, his mind pattern. We know that. You know, how do these people survive it? So maybe... I'm just being a little too harsh on him. Maybe he had a lot more fear and worry and distress and feeling totally alone than most people. So, you know, we shouldn't judge too much too quickly. There you go. That's <laughs> the Robin I know and love. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm when we can stop ourselves from judging. You know, yep. from, you know, that's why I think I, I think it's beautiful when parents teach their kids that, you know, uh, stupid or dumb or idiot or, you know, that those are really bad words because it does it classifies something as in, neat and in a box and very, very simple and clear. And I just don't think we do ourselves any favors to to no. to see things like that, because I I think no matter what seemingly idiotic behavior is being uh, exhibited, you know, like just go out on the highways and you'll see, you know, any number of very poor choices, yeah. <laughs> you know, as yeah. people drive at high speeds and, and, and cut people off and, you know, all for a car length. Um, but there's just so many layers to it. And, you know, why are they fighting so hard for that extra two seconds of the, you mm -hmm. know, of, of the arrival time? You know, just the same thing as when when people go on and on about something that seems simplistic or it seems, you know, why why can't you move past that? Shoot, people, I'm surprised I still have friends that I've had for years and years because, gosh, there have been decades where I just couldn't get over some one or the other seeming misfortune or trial or something that should not have happened to me. And that's I love the Arab expression. When you get something like that and uh, you know that it's not going to harm you, you just say, it's just dust in the wind. Just dust in the wind. And that's it. And uh, as far as your two of your points, uh, providing I can remember the second one, the first one was <laughs> that uh, 
that uh, people are judgmental and they call people dum-dums and all this sort of stuff. Well, sometimes that's just done in anger. So we have all been down that road, I assume. Sure. Uh, and other times it's a little more insidious. It is a way of making yourself feel better, superior. Mm -hmm. And this is where uh, where the danger lies, because if they do it often enough and get to believe it, then it becomes prejudice. And that is the that's the trouble. Uh, my mum always used to say, you know, you don't hate anybody. Don't hate anybody, because if you do, all it does is just turn in and grow inside you. And that's true. Dead right. Dead right. And the second point I forgot. You know, um, I'm not one to remember what the heck just came out of my mouth even four seconds ago. So I cannot assist you in addressing the second <laughs> point. I, ADHD, what? don't even know what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So my... Let's get back to your book. That's the whole point, right? Okay. okay. All right. So tell me, um, I know from from knowing you for these many months, if not years, I'm not even sure. It's over um, a year now, yeah. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> that, uh, you know, it, there's people say labor of love when they talk about a book or any sort of artistic expression, whether it's writing a song or, you know, learning some music or whatever, because there are just so many seeming failures. So I would love to say now that you're on the other side i would love to see how you are looking at those because it was a bumpy road right okay i don't know if you remember but i'm vaguely dyslexic therefore i have trouble with numbers and i have trouble with words and i have trouble with letters being the right way up now when i was young my brother like my daughter our daughter uh my brother could read by three and a half Wow. Yeah. By four, he was reading a whole children's books. By nine, he was reading whole books. And I'll give you an example of his ability to read, because he's the wordsmith in the family, though he hasn't actually done anything with it other than write things and do nothing with them. That's one of the reasons I keep going. Uh, he um, would read or did read The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit in one week at nine. Wow. So now to so your publishing brother, journey, did, did that motivate you? No. I couldn't read at all until I was about reading some at nine, maybe 10. Now, my mum and dad are both school teachers. Guess how much they love that? Parents so do just, get invested in their children's landmark milestone things. But let's talk about the publishing journey as as your, as you say, vaguely dyslexic self. Did were you using like I when I write my books and things, I, I do talk to text. Did you utilize anything like that? I tried it. The technologies uh, didn't work for me. Okay. I mean, the technology. I would love to do it. And I'm going to do that when I put my dad's plays, um, his children's plays, one hour plays on 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 paper okay. because I want to get them published. Um, when I when I um, when I write a poem, it just flows out. I don't have I just I have to have pen and pencil. I have to see it. And um, fortunately, it just just flows out of me until it comes to a crashing halt. When it comes to crashing halt, I stop and go back. 
And I've learned that if I give up, if I don't follow on with things, um, I just brood about on them. I just just can't let them go. I see. And this uh, is a trial for my poor wife, of course. <laughs> um, she's, for example, she said, well, why don't you just sit down and just stop it? I say, I haven't finished yet, dear. And she's learned just to let me go on my own way. Um, but uh, how do I keep going? I think it's partly my Scots background, um, family background. Um, we were French, a French family, but the French Revolution didn't get us. Uh, nor did uh, fighting beside Bonnie Prince Charlie get us. <laughs> and Hitler didn't get my family either. We are we are we're fighters. It's through us, through and through. Um, and I think if I may use the word on in this situation, it's just bloody mindedness. I will not give up. I'm like the dog with a bone. I will not give up if it's worth doing. As my dad would say, do it well and get it done. And that's what I have to do: do it well as I can and get it done. And after that, there's there's no other line to say. Mm -hmm. So why have I pers persevered? Because I believe very much in the people who are trying to help me. I think one of them is very confused, which is why things aren't going as well as they should do. As far as I'm concerned, I don't. I'm you know I'm not being silly. I think he hasn't met anybody like me before, mm -hmm. uh, and I certainly haven't met anybody like him before. <laughs> and you're talking about someone who's helping you with the publishing yes yes okay and crosswise crosswise so the thing is uh, and in in case dear dear listener you don't know about um what all is involved in publishing there's a lot of technical stuff to it you know you've got you know the book cover you've got the formatting i mean aside from writing the book you can have the book totally written ready to go and then there's just um some technical steps that have to be taken yep. and it is deceptively simple. And as with anything, right, there's 800 yeah. things you have to do in order to do the one thing. Yeah. yeah. And um, so when you get caught up, uh, you know, in that, once you have the, the editing done and once you have, you know, everything's ready to go and you're happy with how it is, um, I know like you asked me, did I get, did I see in the version that I have that was there the poem at the end, you know, things like that, like, yeah. oh, well, the poem's not there. I have to put the poem in. Well, then you've got to redo it and re-upload it. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, so are you happy with the book series now? I will never be finished. Oh, that's the problem can... by Scott's. I'm, I've got a Scottish background myself, so uh, I feel you, man. <laughs> Every time it gets sent back to me for some small thing to be done, I find lots, lots of things to improve on. And so the last time he said, you are doing this, you're doing that, don't touch anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah okay why do we make ourselves complicated because it's yeah. kind of fun and we know what we want but what we want changes doesn't it yeah it does and what you didn't know yesterday you may know today uh we watched a film last night i i i don't remember the title but it had one very good line in it a guru turned up 
and he's in love with the main character the hero i suppose and he's a bit of an anti-hero because he's such a awkward customer um and she has a boyfriend now who is this guru type okay. and he said there's only one day that matters today because it's the only day you can change mm. not yesterday not tomorrow just today and i thought wow <laughs> yeah that's yeah i mean but and that's fair right Oh yeah. And that's like, so there's a wonderful meditation. It's called the, uh, the three rooms meditation and, um, uh, you know, the three rooms past, present, future, right. You know, the past yep. being the library that houses all of the proof, yep. all of the, you know, examples of what we can do, what we have done, you know, how the world works, all those things. And the misconceptions. And, and there's that. And then the future, right. And so if you can stay in the room of yes. now, then yep. you're freaking aces because exactly what you just said that's what you can affect that's where you yeah. can affect the change yeah what's done is done what is to come will come and you can build now and which will affect the future but yeah. to, to ruminate over either the past or the future doesn't serve us at all yeah nor does it thinking out the future when right. you can't actually control it exactly so do what needs doing now fine <laughs> there's enough there there's there enough is a hundred percent a hundred percent well the, the trouble is we keep inventing things to do uh which is why we can't cope with what we've got and what comes out of that depression that's fair Failure. sad but true yeah no that's that's very fair and um I will say having wiring that pushes me towards depression, towards anxiety, um, mm -hmm. you know, getting amped up is something that I have learned physically to contain um, mm -hmm. more than the psychological aspect of it, because it's a physical thing. I will get amped up. It doesn't yeah. have anything to do with what's going on. So like to do the breathing exercises that I do and to, um, you know, allow my body to calm my mind, as opposed mm -hmm. to trying to get my mind to calm my body, which is dead end city <laughs> doesn't do much um did you deal with anything of that like having anxiety about writing the book and and being able to get your message across because your message is one that you know reading the book it can sound negative but i think we've gotten into such sort of a positivity culture where everything has to be sunshine and roses that um to to say things that are negative it carries so much weight now did you struggle mm -hmm. with you know having to explain like you know kind of like here's the shiitake that is what it is well the, the the whole point is that if everything is wine and roses then you don't think anymore um and you don't recognize the things that are wrong for example if you go to the supermarket you've got everything you want you go in the car park get back into your lovely car go back home to your lovely house where you've got everything you, you don't think much about the beggar outside trying to get enough to feed himself, etc. What we need in our world is to open the windows, take off the dark glasses and see what's really there. Mm -hmm. we, we're so busy uh, in cloud cuckoo land of advertising that we believe what we are being sold. And this is why the corporations, now we're getting back on my soapbox, why the corporations are able to take us over and create a new humanity that does exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. And we've got to take our lives back and kick their asses, excuse my French, 
or English. I have no problem with your French. <laughs> <laughs> and get our world back. Uh, because if not, they're going to own it completely. And once artificial intelligence comes in fully, you and I are not going to be able to even stop a ball, let alone anything else. Mm. And we still have time. Yeah, we still have time and we can do it. If we put the bricks of our society back from where they've tumbled down and rebuild the beautiful houses of our world that we had, and the hope and the beautiful people that we used to have. Uh, lord Salisbury, um, an English lord, uh, he was famous for his his wealth, mm -hmm. which he used to help the poor and the needy in the days when when England was run on slavery, uh, which is what the um, Industrial Revolution was. It was just slavery. The, the difference was that the slaves weren't worth a penny. Their work was, but if they harmed themselves and they starved or they harmed themselves and they died, you go out and find another one. With the slavery of the United States, for example, these people were worth $100 a shot or whatever. They were money. Therefore, you looked after them. You looked after them badly, but you looked after them and you fed them because you would lose if they died and you'd have to go out and buy more. Not so the English uh, Industrial Revolution. That was just sheer labor, labor of slavery, except it was expendable. For example, if you, um, uh, I'll give you a guess. In Manchester, what would be an old man in the metal industry making screws and nails and bolts? What would be an old man? um you're talking about like the 1900s in the, in, yep industrial revolution at the beginning uh, i mean what was the lifespan then was it 50 years well what how old do you think an old man would be just make at that time it. yeah 30 19 19 wow they died through lungs that were ripped to pieces by little shards of metal wow and it was people like Lord Salisbury and Arkwright and various others who changed all that. And Cadbury's of Cadbury's chocolates and Clark of Clark shoes and Trebor of Trebor mints. These people changed it all by, by giving their wealth and their energy to the good of the poor. And if anybody says, I can't do anything about it, it's too big for me. Just look at these people. Think of the difference they did. And what Lord Salisbury said, he said that education without religion simply creates clever devils not all of them uh, right but you don't need all of them i would you substitute spirituality not. for religion because i think that religion um at different times in history and different religions have systematically annihilated <clears throat> hope um yeah, i agree so i i i'm I am real touchy about using religion, Christianity, uh, any, any specific religion, just in general. I am not. Um, I think we, you and I, I can are struggle on the same to see page. the good. I think you and I are on the same page because we know how um, uh, organized religion, the organization. It's like the uh, mullahs with the Muslim faith. There are many fabulous, wonderful ideas in the Quran and teachings. Mm hmm. But it's how the mullah pushes it across and that if they get very successful, 
then obviously they don't have a hard life, do they? Any more than a priest who is in the same position or a rabbi who's in the same position mm-hmm. or any 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 holy man where people bring you your food every day and so forth. That's the, the that's not what I call religion. That's the pundits of religion. These are the people who are pushing it for their own ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Putin is a similar doing it for uh, his his vision of Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what did he push? He pushed the reintroduction reintroduction of Orthodox Christianity in Russia. He's no more an Orthodox Christian than this pile of books next to me. <laughs> the religion, I the love that purity is what I'm yeah. after. Sorry, you love it. Why? Well, uh, because the pile of books next to me. I mean bringing it full circle about your books about I'm looking at your um, <laughs> how it author uh, I've linked from blurb I'm trying to find how can someone buy one of the children's books or um, I'm looking at responsibilities then rights and trying to figure out how it can be purchased which this well, will I'm... probably be edited out hey Pat how you doing because um, I'm trying to set it up so that this can go out maybe even this week Rob because your book well, is live and we want to sell some books. Well, that's fine. Bless you. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised because it's selling in England as well. And uh, it, as far as I know, it hadn't, isn't out yet. <laughs> that's it's available how... on it's available on Amazon. That's all I yeah. can tell you. So well, that's that's how crazy my world is and how difficult it is. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank yeah. you so much for being on my podcast, Rob. I really You're appreciate most welcome, you. dear. And all right. So being always so cheerful and positive. Absolutely. And I try. On. Recognize onwards the and problems upwards. and onwards and upwards. That's <laughs> damn right. All right. Cheers. God bless. God and bless. God bless to you all. Indeed. <laughs> so glad you joined me on ZFG Living, the podcast. Please check me out, www.zfgliving.com. And on social media as ZFG Living. That's zero folks given living. ZFG, baby. And uh, my email is melissa at zfgliving.com. Hope to hear from you. Give me a shout. <laughs>